Blog Talk Radio. When he loses control, because everyone around the world who come and I need to ask, oh, let him go, let him go. But the little, the little ones who are creating these problems, they should know the law will visit them. The champion goes of this world. They can contact. These, these violations are being done under their instructions, whether they know it or they don't know it. It is Oh, I end there. <laughs> I, I, totally there. I don't know, Movita, whichever one of you. I, 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 to, I, I totally agree. I think um, if you remember somewhere in the President Frederick Chilubak's time, there was a, a huge debate rather massive over um, removal of um, uh, immunity on the presidency. And uh, eventually uh, the president was stripped of his immunity, but it was a huge debate. There were those that argued that stripping the president of the immunity would be disrespecting the head of state. Um, but perhaps the question we should be asking ourselves, the members say, which means if, if you are a king, you need to reverence yourself. If you are a leader, you need to have your own respect before you demand it from people. So perhaps part of what African leaders have done over the years, and perhaps centuries, is really more or less constitutions and abuse people's entrustment of their authority and because they know they can walk away anywhere, anyhow, for free. But I agree, and I think it is high time and this is why I personally support United Party for National Development because President Hakainde Ichibana is a man of not only authority but really, really a man of justice and a just man, not that he's a perfect, but he's a just man who believes in equity and the equilibrium, the balance of power within the executive, the balance of power within the legislature, and the balance of power, perhaps the separation of power in the judiciary. That is a government that we want to form, a government where Brother uh, Nathan, a young boy in, at Copperdog University, can sue the government for taking away his buzzery and still win without his family being threatened, without cadres threatening him. That is the kind of nation that I believe we are proposing and I believe it is possible. Well, I, I think that just to jump on, on that one, um, wh- one of the things that I like to see is that Zambians have so many unanswered questions with what has happened in the last few years. Now, we talk about the breakdown of the rule of law or lawlessness that's happening. Now, you will recall, all of us here will recall that not long ago, the police service in Zambia have done, you know, tremendously horrible things that we should not forget. And no one has been accounted for. For example, I'm speaking about the police killings of the late in Saman Saman and others that, we've, that we, know, we know of. And so for such a thing to happen in our country, such as Zambia, and yet no serious repercussions, no consequences on the Inspector General of Police, the, the then uh, Home Affairs Minister, is just sad. It's absolutely a sad development because it shows that either the appointing authority is unable or unwilling to do anything about these atrocities. And so it is very sad. And I think that um, just like our friend in Canada said that 
the Attorney General and other people that needs to account for this needs to be brought back if there's a change of government. Mm-hmm. There should be an inquiry. We should be able to find out what happened. I think that they should be brought back with regards to serious issues such as the loss of life of unarmed civilians who are doing nothing. And yes, the police opened live ammunition on these unarmed civilians. It is very sad. So that shows you how low we have sunk in terms of lawlessness, in terms of the breakdown of the rule of law. And the first thing Zambians have to do is to ask themselves, how can we make things right? Mm. What opportunities do we have? Right now, what do Zambians have in their hands is the voter registration card. There and you go. They, they right, need to make right, a decision. Right, yeah. that's, that, that's it right there. That's it right there. Uh, before we take any questions, I, I don't know, I think one or two people have got questions. I want us to address this issue because I don't want us to get to a point where we run out of time and we start scrambling. Uh, Aaron, you've written a letter to the Constitutional Court judges. Tell our our listeners about that. <laughs> you are laughing. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. So um, just like I was introduced that I write for the mass newspaper every week, every mm-hmm. Thursday the mass newspaper publish my articles. The last month I was unable to write for a month because I lost my father. I decided to give myself a month to mourn my father and to tell him from politics and writing and all that. So this is the first article that I've written since last week, since coming back after the death of my father. And uh, essentially, the letter basically is asking the Constitutional Court judges to do the right thing for the country and for the sake of the Constitution of the Republic of Zambia. Um, Of course, I can't go into the details of the eligibility issue because it's in court. But if given a time, I want us to talk about similar cases Mm -hmm. of what's happened in other places in Africa, such as the Ivory Coast, for example. Okay. You know, I can give you a very clear indication that if you recall, President Watara came into power in 2010. And President Watara, just like most constitutions in Africa, was bound by two term limits. And for him, he saved from 2010 and he was reelected 2015. And his term of office was ending in 2020. And so just before his term of office was about to end, he had appointed and anointed his prime minister to be the next presidential candidate on their party ticket. So he had told everybody he's not running. Mm. Therefore, the prime minister was going to be the presidential candidate. But the prime minister all of a sudden, unfortunately, died. And so President Watara says, okay, in the absence of this man who's no more, I'm going to appoint the defense minister to be on the ticket. And then he quickly changed his mind and said he was going to run. Now, that election of 2020 was very contagious because because now the opposition and the people in the country said, but you cannot do this. You're bound by two-term limits. And so they took the matter before the Constitutional Court. Unfortunately, Watara himself appointed more than half of the judges on the Constitutional Court in Ivory Coast. I mean, if that sounds familiar to some people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... And so when this case came before the Constitutional Court, what did the Constitutional Court say? And I had this discussion with uh, the learned counsel, John Sangwa, I said, can you please study the judgment of that uh, ruling in the Constitutional Court in Ivory Coast? Mm-hmm. The Constitutional Court goes on and says that President Watara's first term that he saved from 2010 to 2015 did not constitute a term of office because it was under a different constitution. Therefore, he's eligible to run in 2020. 
That's how he ran last year and won again, and he's in office today for another five years. So in total, he's going to be in office for about 15 years, I mean, God willing. And so what hmm. that created, though, it created a situation where the opposition parties, many, most of the opposition parties boycotted the election. And so they said, we cannot participate in this election. This is illegal. This is against the Constitution. But also, when President Ouattara won that election, almost unopposed, when he won that election, there were major protests in Abidjan and other cities across Ivory Coast. And that speaks to the legitimacy of his presidency because people had rejected the idea of him running for a third time, even though the Constitutional Court said, well, we won't count to five years because it does not constitute a uh, term, it's under a different constitution. So there are all those lessons that we can learn from other countries. Yes. And I will go to just one of them. There are many other countries we can speak about. But what we do know is that the Constitutional Court in Zambia right now is faced with a serious decision that they have to make. And whatever decision they make will echo in generations to come. Mm. Because we'll be able to read about this judgment 20, 30 years down the line. We'll be able to say, well, the Constitution Court judges did the right thing for the country or otherwise. And so we encourage the learned men and women on the base, the honorable judges on the Constitutional Court, to do the right thing for the country, not because of an individual or not because of whatever reasons, but to do it because they want to protect the Republican Constitution, which they were sworn in to do so. Of course, of course. That's what it borders down to. Uh, before I go to Movita, uh, Titus, you have a question. Uh, please be brief and to the point, Mr. Titus. Uh, yes, uh, good afternoon, Mr. Movita. Now. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, my question is, do you have any opportunity to talk to people like the Al Jazeera or BBC with a Zoom system so you can explain and I think we need to expose these things that go on in Zambia to try and explain about the congestion of the cells so it's known outside because sometimes our leaders I think they start thinking when things are a little bit exposed from the other places. They all play smart in our countries but Somewhere else, if they go out, which they'd like to do, they might be asked about those things to say, how do you do this? The other part, as you're running these campaigns, have you checked in with these euro bonds? Why can't we pay the euro bonds if we have too much money with all these people dishing it out? Why not go to Bank of Zambia, change it, and pay euro bonds and all these things that we're changing schedules of payment? Okay. There's an issue of having money or not having money. If you have it, is prioritizing where you can pay your debt. Okay. Pay the let, let, let him respond. I have other people want to ask questions. Morita, you want to respond to that? Aaron, you can chime in too. Yes, please. Um, thank you so very much. Uh, real quick, I want to say my condolences to Aaron uh, on the loss of your father. I've lost my dad. Um, I lost my dad when I was young, so I, I truly, truly know how it feels, and my condolences. Um, to Titus's question, um, First of all, I've had an interview with uh, SABC and I've had a, a slew of interviews with local media here in our country. Um, my daughter, who did an amazing job together with many others, wrote a very touching letter, um, my firstborn child, to, the, to many media agencies, 
high commission, mm-hmm. and um, we got some responses. She got some responses. We believe the campaign is ongoing. We would love to have interviews with anyone that would love to find out more. The more we talk about this, the more we improve our nation. Period. It's not about vindicating or victimizing anybody. If anybody is a victim, they shouldn't be doing a wrong thing. Period. When it comes to the eurobond, um, Titus, your guess is as good as mine. Um, <laughs> on one hand, liquidity liquidity in the country is tight. Small scale entrepreneurs are struggling. They are folding down. Even some of the people that support this government, some of the uh, paid dogs, hound dogs in embedded commerce, their businesses are folding up. They themselves, they are paid by this government to attack us and our leaders, that their businesses are folding up because this economic environment is bad for everybody. Mm. We still don't know where they're getting that kind of money that they're putting under the bed, on beds that they're standing out through the rooftops of their cars and throwing it out like confetti. Uh, but uh, I tell you, once one day we discover where that money came from, nothing is hidden under the sun, and I think justice shall be served. Aaron, um, as we are winding up, I don't know if anybody else has got a question. It's good to see Bamwaba, Victor, and everybody else joining us, our usual uh, team that calls in everybody. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Aaron, you sent me the full act, the full law, the full bill, the whole thing. I can't even remember how many pages it was. Are you able to address it in a very in a minute or two about the prisoners getting two weeks leave? What is that about? <laughs> well, before I do that, I think Patricia has a question. Okay, Patricia. Yes, Patricia, please come in. Um, Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> I was so short, but um, good morning. Um, I'd um, actually direct this question to, I think, is the Leonard Council, um, Nandi. First and foremost, condolences on the loss of your father. My question is this. We have SADC in Zambia, um, which lots of member countries um, belong to. Mm-hmm. And we have COMESA. And COMESA, the Secretary is writing of Baka. My take is this. This idea of having ministers of justice being appointed because of belonging to a political party, that's, this is where the rule of law mm. is not really effective. I would rather the next government, when they come into power, they should appoint a minister of justice who's not affiliated to any party. That's where it's not biased. Because once you have a minister of justice, let's say, who was um, nominated for the um, like the previous um, government, right? Mm-hmm. We have um, Council Luwinda. He started learning his law when he was already Minister of Justice. How effective is that? This is where love should come in and demand that we do not want these positions to be given to people that are really not up to, who, who cannot take up the task. We need to people that can, you know, step up to the plate and handle institutions without, you know, any cases, without being biased. This is what I'm thinking, that why are, you not, why are the lawyers not thinking of that? You have meetings every year, I believe. These are the things that you should discuss at last. You should not be affiliated with any um, party. Well, but unfortunately, they do say they're not. But amongst last, in, those, in that same last, there are people who are political affiliated, whereas they are given positions, you, you know, when someone goes before them, sometimes the case is thrown out because that person belongs to a party. 
for their choice. Mm. My question. Well, uh, thank you, Patricia. Uh, just point of correction, I'm not Elena Council, I'm not a oh. lawyer. <laughs> but thank you for the title. <laughs> but um, I'm just an analyst and a political strategist. But uh, just to answer your question, I'd like to point you to Kenya, for example. You know, in Kenya, the Constitution requires that the president, when he picks his cabinet, mm-hmm. he appoints cabinet outside of parliament. Now, we have seen of late that uh, President uh, Uhuru Kenyatta has been trying to make efforts to change the Constitution. In fact, he wants to change about, I think, 13 articles out of the 18 articles in that Constitution. Under the project called Building Bridges Initiative, BBI. And so one of the things he wanted to do was to change that provision so that he could pick ministers from Parliament. And guess what? Right now, as we stand, the high court of the Kenyan government, I mean the Kenyan uh, country, have actually struck down that BBI initiative. They said it's constitutional. Yes, the president should not go ahead and have this so-called referendum and change the constitution. And the reason why is because the points that you brought up, it is a very good point. When you have ministers who are appointed from the same ruling party and the member of the parliament and appointed by the president, and they're basically cadets. These people do not serve the interest of the nation. They serve the interest of the appointing authority. We've seen this over and over again. Now, I just also wanted to bring up uh, two things before I answer the question that uh, Ms. Tankama asked me. One of the things I wanted to bring up is the issue of what is happening with the so-called, maybe Mr. Nawa can speak very well to this, so-called COVID-19 regulations and so-called ban of rallies. Rallies, yes. Mm -hmm. That that is a very important topic that we have to address. At least speak about it in terms of what's happening because there's a lot of hypocrisy around that. And that, again, goes down to can we put the rule of law to test? Can the institutions of government right now, like the police, be professional in their conduct? Mm -hmm. Is... The level is the playing field leveled enough that the UPND, the PF, and other opposition political parties will have a fair chance to sell their message to the Zambian people. I think if the PF does what I'm thinking they want to do, which mm-hmm. is exactly what happened in Uganda with President Yoweri and trying to use this COVID-19 pretext to disadvantage the opposition, uh, you know, to create unfair uh, grounds grounds for for competition, then it's unfortunate. But speaking to uh, the recent case that is making rounds in the country now, which is the issue of prisoners. Uh, last year, on September 24th, 2020, I wrote an article for the mask called The Prisoners and the Vote. Now, you need to remember that that's where everything began. That is where we are now in terms of this two weeks vacation for prisoners to go out. If you remember, in that article, I said very explicitly that what we are seeing in Zambia today is very similar of what has happened in Uganda the last few years. In Uganda, they actually changed the law. In fact, it was a decision by the courts that that allowed the prisoners to vote for the first time in Uganda. Unfortunately, it did not happen in this previous election because of technicality issues, but it is the law now. It's a judgment passed by the Supreme Court that prisoners in Uganda can vote. Now, this is where the concept came from. I believe that President Lungu is a student 
of Museveni's politics. So I think that without a doubt, this idea of prisoners voting and all that came from that lesson that we learned from Uganda. Now, where we are now is that not only did we give the prisoners the right to vote, which doesn't happen in America, if you're a convicted felony or other developed nations, you don't have the right to vote. But we have done that, which is, I guess, okay, now it's accepted by the Zambian people. But at the same time, this regime has gone further to say that those inmates who are serving life sentences, not mm-hmm. just any inmates, those serving life sentences in the Zambia Correctional Services Act, mm-hmm. I think Section 84, they are allowed now by the president to seek a license. So the correctional officers um, will write to the president and say, this one has exhibited good behavior. You can give them a license to go home for two weeks. And so then the correctional officers will make a recommendation to the president. The president signs and gives these people. And by the way, people that serve life sentences have been accused or have committed serious crimes. Yes. So these the licenses will be given to them, and they can go home for two weeks and be with their parents. To me, the timing is wrong. To me, I think the rational behind that does not make sense. Because what happens to those people who testified against these so-called criminals in court? What happens to those people that some of them raped people or they're in there for different, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, serious crimes, you know? What happened to these victims when these so-called criminals or convicted criminals go back home for two weeks? These are the questions that the head of state should have thought about. This is the debate that Zambians should be having and talk about what the repercussions are of enforcing this so-called law or enactment. Yeah, seriously. Very serious question. As we conclude here, Morita, the aspect of uh, what is it, the Aaron, COVID what? The banning of rallies because of COVID, what's going on there? And uh, by the way, address the <laughs> issue of people, not people. The police surrounding uh, a certain place in Chitwe so that your party doesn't have a rally. Is this a practical thing? Is, is, is this working? Because I've seen the PF holding meetings with large crowds. So... Um, for us, we believe that the breakdown in the rule of law has become a standard procedure. Mm. People literally break the rule of law without realizing they're breaking the, the law. Um, for instance, the management of the election environment, the election rules and guidelines, yes. is a mandate and a, 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 a jurisprudence of the Electoral Commission of Zambia. They are the ones who manage this process in terms of who files in when, how you campaign. It is not for someone who is also running uh, to also begin to disadvantage others because it presents a case of um, conflict of interest. So that is number one. For us, we believe that should have been a matter of the Electoral Commission of Zambia. And we would like to encourage the Electoral Commission of Zambia to do what is right for this nation and stand on the right side of history. If they cannot manage the environment of elections, they need to refund all those presidential candidates that filed in their papers. They need to refund them their 95,000 watches, uh, which is almost, uh, what, um, I don't know, $5,000 somewhere there or $4,000. Give it back to them and say, oh, we're not going to have a free and fair election. Get your money back and uh, just sit at home, let one person campaign. Um, 
The ironic part is you pass a decree, literally a decree, to say yeah. there are no rallies. You pass it at a rally with 7,000 of your members who are not observing COVID uh, guidelines. They're not in masks. They're not social distancing. And then uh, what Zambians should know is they're going to see mini rallies from our friends. They've broken this down to the teeth. They are going to do rallies. They'll be doing it in style. We are aware of it. Uh, but we are not we are not pleased, and we feel that um, authorities must do the right thing. Always remember, nothing lasts forever. One day we shall all have to account for our actions and deeds. One day. That's true, ladies and gentlemen. That was our show today. Aaron, thank you for taking the time. This was good. Let's do it again. Thank you so much. Those of you, you can follow Aaron and uh, Aaron Ingambi on uh, social media. He writes for the mask every week. Very brilliant write-ups. Bomovita, this, this, is, this is your home. I mean, how many times have you been on this show? It's good to see you looking good, my friend. It's good to see you looking good. Oh, you look even better. <laughs> Everybody, this was our show today. Aaron Ingambi, political analyst, and Bomovita uh, Nawa is your PND presidential aide. Next week, I'll be talking to women candidates from different political parties. Uh, that's going to be our discussion. Thank you. Let's hang on. Are we going to open forum with Roger? This is where we, talk, we take off all our gloves and everything, just to throw punches in every direction. And all. That's right. Thank you, everybody. Right. <laughs> we are asking a question, Nathan, today. Can Zambia survive another five years of Mr. Lungu? In the next oh. uh, in, in the next segment, so stay put as we as we transition. Nice uh, interaction there. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. All right, everybody. Let's 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 stay on and continue our discussion. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. Bye bye. Police <laughs>
Good morning and welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio Open Forum. Uh, my name is uh, Roger. I don't know if I can be seen uh, live here, but uh, no, we want to see your handsome face. Yeah, that, that's correct. That's correct. There yes. you go. Okay. There we are. The man who so, survived Thank COVID. you for saying, saying hello and uh, those who are live uh, for joining us in our second segment. Uh, political year, of course, I will be asking a lot of questions. Uh, those Questions which qualifies Mr. Lungu, whether he can qualify to be uh, not by the law, but just qualify for his job. What is he doing, uh, uh, Nathan? Dr. Kasoso, welcome. Uh, Aaron, uh, thank you for, uh, for, for, for staying along. Uh, we will also be discussing as we go along HH. Does he promise us to be a great leader? So some of, uh, some of these uh, are questions. But today we are going straight to a question, can Zambia survive another five years of Mr. Lungu? Uh, just the thought, by the way, I tell people I am, I am not um, in the middle, I'm biased. So uh, take it from, <laughs> from me right away, I'm biased. I want Mr. Lungu to go. I am kind of Fox News, if you like. I take sides, or MSNBC, I take sides. So I don't give no apology under whatsoever. So know it. From the way to go, will, right? I will play the devil's advocate then. Okay, play the devil's advocate if you have the advocate out there. So the question again we are asking this morning, can Zambia survive uh, five, year, more, five more years of Mr. Lungu? That's the thought. Just the thought of that makes my stomach actually cringe, uh, uh, Nathan. It, it makes me uh, uh, sick to, to think about that. Just in general, Dr. Kasoso, why don't I throw it to you? Can Zambia survive another five years of Mr. Lungu? Uh, yes. Just because in general, the, before, we, yes. before we start going into uh, some of the aspects of his leadership. Uh, yes, Zambia can survive. Um, another five years of Mr. Lungu. And the reason why Zambia can survive is because I don't we're like a, that. We are a resilient people. We're a resilient country. Uh, we can, uh, we've um, uh, survived uh, many regimes uh, in the past. Uh, yeah, so I think that if I was to turn the question on its head, is, is it necessary to uh, go through the sufferings of... Uh, uh, you know, the struggles of the country under Mr. Lungu's incompetent leadership. And then we have to say, no, 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 no. As, um, as an academic and a professor, I would put on that hat and say that we can do better. We can do better. And, uh, and I think the thrust that we must have during this uh, period is to strive to do better as a country in every sector and in every way. So take a look at the things that Mr. Lungu has been able to do the things that he has failed to do and challenge ourselves uh, together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see just one thing in our heads that we as a country can do better than the work that Mr. Lungo has done. And from there, we can, we can move forward. I, I did um, uh, break down that question when I saw the invitation in eight areas. And I hope that during this discussion, I'm able to draw upon some of the work that I've already done uh, from the financial standpoint, based on what the Bank of Zambia has said um, uh, after the 10 years of the Patriotic Front. Uh, 
Uh, in my view, they are against a very strong headwind. Uh, Ten years period in power as a political party, there is just an invisible strong hand. Uh, they are they, they are they are this headwind uh, that is uh, just going against them. Uh, in in summary, uh, another five years of Mr. Lungu, not necessary, not needed, and not a good idea. Okay. Uh, Aaron, very, very quickly, we will touch them uh, in, in, in detail. Can Zambia survive another five years of Mr. Lungu? Well, I think I like what uh, the professor said. I think that uh, it is very true. We've seen many, many dark days in our country. Uh, if you look at the one-party state during KK and UNIPI, uh, you look at the late 80s and early 90s, the shortage of commodities and things like that, you see that uh, the situation was terrible then, and the Zambian people made it through but still rose up to the occasion. I think that we are at that point now where things are becoming very, very unbearable in the country. Like I said, I was there last month. I was there December 2020 um, and December 2019. Almost uh, frequently I go home. And, and you can see that even the people that work in the government itself are complaining about how horrible the conditions are. I think that we can survive, but we should not. And it's not necessary for us to vote the PF back in power. I, 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 I like that. We, we, we should not. Uh, back in the day, I think even the Nakaunda would not have survived uh, today's uh, politics uh, because social media, uh, like the president of Ghana uh, at one point said, I have 53 million Ghanaians all passing an opinion of what mm -hmm. I do on daily basis. So, yes, we may have, uh, have survived what uh, KK uh, did, uh, did to us, but in 2021, 20, uh, we should not uh, be uh, able to, to, to survive. Nothing. I don't know if you want uh, to, to say something, can Zambia survive? Before we now begin to go into detail. Well, I think mine is, I, I, I do not like, the rate at which the lawlessness is going at. I don't think it would, it would, giving that same atmosphere to a group of people who have no respect for the law another five years. No, I like that. No, no. I, I and like then that. the issue of uh, where people do things with impunity. I mean, no, no, no. That's all I'm going to say. Then let's go. Let, let's go. The, well said. Let's go there for um, uh, Professor Kasonso here. Uh, we will start with uh, the, uh, someone wants to, to do that. Yeah, go, go ahead. To my point of view, uh, Zambia okay. cannot survive five years of uh, uh, President uh, Lungo. And the reason I'm saying that, uh, Roger, is that there's so many Zambians, when you look around, the way the leadership is treating our people, Life is a very precious thing, you know, to be born on this earth. For myself speaking right now, I'm with this foreigner country, and for the background that I've come from, the other day I worked with a gentleman. He never went further than the state, uh, uh, fifth grade of education. But the, the way we work, the tools we are using, and the vehicles that we are driving in 
and the 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 the, uh, the life we are having at workplace, you know, okay. not government officials. Let me just finish. I'll be I'll be very I'll be very uh, quick, Roger. Just the way people are enjoying life is not the way people should enjoy life. Yesterday I was exactly. Music. I like that. Uh, there, there, there is, yesterday I was listening to a music, uh, African music, in a very good environment, in a very good vehicle. I'll, I'll cut you short. I'll cut you short. Listen, listen, listen. In Zambia, only people in a government, only President Lungu can go fly in a helicopter be entitled to that kind of life. But here, I mean, I'm, I'm in Zambia. I was born in Zambia, uh, Roger. The things that I'm experiencing is
On page two of the same document, the Bank of Zambia states both treasury bills and government bond auctions were undersubscribed with bid amounts falling short of the amounts on offer by 20% and 70%. Uh, Government bonds, you know, the government's capacity to raise money in its own market, primary financial market, is simply not there. They, they, They cannot raise money. Their, the debt levels have reached a saturation point, and because of that, government cannot raise money on, in the global economy or even in its primary market. So government will not have capacity to do anything that can help anybody in the country. That's what that means. So in the future is the future. The future is a bridge. Aaron, do you know of any solution? Mr. Lungu is offering uh, the runaway prices today, as Wakasonso so has uh, outlined here. Do you know, do you have any, you're a political analyst. Do you know of Mr. Lungu's solution he has put on the table to stop the madness in, in prices? And we don't even know how the people in Saka, those with ordinary jobs, are even surviving, Aaron. Yeah, that's a very good question. Before I answer that question, can I bring a different dynamic to the discussion? Okay. I think that in talking about whether the Zambian people can survive the next five years under the TF regime or if uh, this regime can bring down the prices, I think we should also look at what are some of the dynamics that would bring about the TF retaining power in August on the 12th this year? Or what are some of the things that play right now that we can point to and say there's a possibility that Mm -hmm. TF can win? or there's no possibility that PF can win. I think that if we address that, then we can begin looking into the discussions more detail. I mean, the actual discussion we're having right now. I think that having seen what's on the ground, looking Mm -hmm. at the desperation of the PF, and some of the schemes that they're coming up with in an attempt to make sure they win this election, I would say that the UPND alliance and other opposition parties should not go to slumber. They should not have this sense of victory before victory is won. I like that. I think that the PF are doing everything they can to stay in power, even though, even though just like Professor Casonso said, that there's a huge tie, this wave of change that is going against them. But they will do everything they can to hold on to power, and this, here is why. I was on Diamond TV just last week, and I explained to the moderator that one of the things, if you look at the statistics of registered voters, one of the things that any concerned citizen should see is the reduction of the number of registered voters in yeah. some of the, yeah. some mm-hmm. of the perceived areas of provinces mm-hmm. of the opposition, including southern province. Okay? And also at the same time, you look at the all of a sudden an increase in the number of registered voters in the so-called perceived strongholds of the, the PF. So you have, for example, Muchinga, Northern, Luapula, and Eastern that are perceived as strongholds for the PF. You have Northwestern, Western, Southern, and Central perceived as UPND strongholds. Therefore, the battle to win the White House and govern after August 12th is who wins Lusaka and the Copa Bell. Now, I have to clarify this because even Lusaka and the Copa Belt are the top two provinces with the highest number of registered. Lusaka first, then the Copa Belt. 
So any party that will win both Lusaka and the Copa Bell, including parliamentary candidates, I can predict that they'll form government after August 12th. Now, the UPND alliance has one thing going for them. You know, in the rural areas, when you talk about things like inflation, exchange rate, and all of that, they don't really have much bearing. Yeah. It yeah. don't affect people because the lives of the people in the rural areas is very simple. They go fetch water from the stream. They cut, you know, they get wood and make charcoal and cook and eat, you know, and then they farm their maize and all that. It's almost, you know, it's not affected by these statistics, economic statistics. But the lives of people on the Copper Belt and in Lusaka, on the urban areas, or in mm. the urban areas, along the Rhino Grill, are the people that feel the sting of the latch when it comes to the economy dwindling. This is why the PF is scared. This is why the PF is coming up with gimmicks such as COVID-19 regulations, do not have rallies, and all of that. Look at what happened when Haka Indichi ever went to file in his nomination. Look mm. at the crowds that turned out. That was yeah. terrifying for the PF to see that because the economic statistics, you know, if the economy is not doing well, it affects people in these cities, in these two right. cities, which will be the battleground in this election. So, yes, the price is going up and all of that will probably be out of control. And I don't even think there's really any solution with this government. I think only a change of government could provide, you know. But I think that because of the economy not doing well, therefore USAC and the Copa Bell to be the determining factor, whether the PF is given five years more or not. Don't say you were not, uh, you, you were not won. Uh, if you uh, go, go ahead, Roger, uh, someone there. Yes, Mr. Roger. Um, I just want to to give uh, my thoughts about what Aaron has said and everyone. Yes. You know, uh, the problem that we have, my name is Sarah. I'm calling from Seattle. So um, the problem that we have, even in 2016, mm. we won the election. We have a very big problem of the, ju- ju- the judiciary, you know, the ECZ. That is our enemy, the biggest enemy that Zambia has. It's Mr. Esau Chini and Shindano. Those are the, the, the biggest problem that we have. HH won the elections in 2016. Even now, they are playing on it, you know? So this thing of saying uh, the people won't vote, what, what, the people really vote. They do vote for Mr. Aka in the Ichilema. But the biggest obstacle we have in Zambia is Mr. Esau Chulu and the ECZ. That is our biggest problem. My question is, Mr. Esau Chulu and Mr. Shindano, do they have children? Do they have families uh, in the rural areas? What is their problem? We can say that uh, the people who Mushita, Ishibawa, are quite all right, but they, they put the burden on us. Look, me, I send every day. I was just sending a $50. You know, the burden is on now. The burden is about the, uh, yeah. is on the people yeah. on the uh, at the uh, on the urban areas because the they just say, oh, Sarah to be a fertilizer. Sarah mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. care, you know. But it's us to make them understand that you need to vote because if there is a big margin, then we are we are we are done. But if it's a, it's a smaller margin, they will be able to read. Not talking uh, only about that. 
Look, there was uh, this thing of saying, uh, they never even raised their point. They never even raised their voices to say, let's go and find out if it's true uh, people from Congo are registering, if it's true children under age are registering. We never mm. heard that. So that is a very big obstacle that we have in Zambia. Mr. Esau Chulu, I'm urging him to stop this thing. Zambia is for everyone. Thank you, Mr. Roger. You're welcome, Mama. Uh, uh, Hello. Okay, just one sec. I don't know what's in there. Hello, what's the system? Okay, go in. Uh, We'll we'll talk about the issues. We don't have the confidence in the issues. What do do we do? Uh, Please go ahead. Uh, Someone saying hello. Yes, it's it's me, Roger. It's Noel. Noel, go ahead. Go ahead, Noel. this, this, we're talking about if, if Zambia can survive another five years of Nungu. This is, yes. this is my take. This is my take. Uh, things are bad right now, but we are forgetting to look at how bad can they be. We're talking about not only business, but let's say social-wise. We don't want to get to a point where things are so right and left, where wherever you go, Mm. You have to identify whether you're UPND or you're PM. You jump on a minibus, the first priority will go to either your UPND or your PF. You go into some bars, you identified whether you're PF or your UPND. You go to a store to buy a loaf of bread and there's only one loaf of bread left in there. Who do they sell it to? Whether you're PF or your UPND. If we are not careful. That's where we're going. If we let PF rule another five years, the lawlessness now, the lawlessness that we see now will be double or triple the lawlessness that we see if we let them in another five years. It'll be so detrimental. It'll be so detrimental. More than the business we're talking about, more than it is the people who are going to suffer because the separation will be so large in our country. That's my point. What, what should be... I, 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 I like the way you, are, you, you came in. How mm-hmm. bad can they be? Uh, uh, the way you, you put it. How bad they can, can, can they be? It took me... It took, uh, my mind rushed across, uh, across the border into Zimbabwe where people started to line up at the ATM machine looking for, for, for money. That is where how bad it's going to be. Yeah. So we have to paint this picture. By the way, Nathan, uh, some of us are willing to be going uh, one hour every day. Uh, so please jo- join us because we need yeah. some to, to push to push this message. People should understand. We, 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 we Things will be will be bad. Yes, um, Roger. Before you go on, here's what I wanted hmm. to say. Two things to. Uh, Noel's point and Lacera's point. Now, uh, uh, well, I'll bring you in. Don't, don't, don't worry, Vakaramba. Yeah, go ahead. To, just very quickly to Lacera's point and Noel's point. Those of us living on this side of the world, mm-hmm. I like Dr. Casonso's look. Just, it, it, this is what was going through. Lacera, you remember when we were going to towards November last year? The point is this, Roger. It's true, yeah. For those of us need to tell ourselves, when we say to ourselves, Noel, Sarah, Sarah mm. another five years of Trump, 
I was so just think about that. that. Yes, just think about that. I like that. I wanted to I wanted to remind you all about that. And we all prayed, and I know you didn't even pray in English, but Sarah, you must have said, Melissa, we cannot survive another five years of Trump. It's true. Number two, the people in the rural area, like Aaron said, that they ca- I, I know these COVID things of don't campaign and whatever, we can do the foot soldier from one village to another. But Yavan too, they need to be taught. If Sarah is not sending that $50 for fertilizer, where will you find yourself? I'll stop there. Mm-hmm. Well said. Aaron, uh, to Sarah's uh, point, we don't have confidence in the ECZ. Mr. Chulu, uh, this in Dalama Boy, I don't know what. what uh, we have no confidence. This is what we are praying again. Yeah, uh, thank you very much for the question. I want to agree and also disagree with Basera. Basera said a very important point that all of us should remember. Remember, I said that the UPND alliance cannot relax and think that they've already won the election. They have to work. Yeah, you know, you I like that. Assume that you've, you've already assumed victory before victory is won. But Sarah said that um, if we win, we have to win big so that there's no room for rigging or no excuses for the ruling party to play their, their game. I think that is a very cardinal point. Now, the other thing that I wanted to um, allude to from what she said is that I had the opportunity to talk to Vernon Wang, Dr. Vernon Wang, and he shared with me his experience in 2016. He lives near Mandahill. He said, you know, in 2016, he woke up very early in the morning on voting day, 6 a.m. He went and casted his vote, of course, voted for the UPND, and then he went and visited 20 polling stations within the locality or the area. And out of the 20 polling stations that he visited, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., only 10 of those 20 had two UPND polling agents. Only 20. This is in Lusaka. This is in the heart of Lusaka. So where were the other polling agents to each in the remaining 10 polling stations? I like that. So that is one of the things that the UPND and the alliance should be ready for. Because that is how any regime and the PF will steal the vote from the UPND. Because every polling station is supposed to have two polling agents. And if the UPND do not come up with people who are dedicated to the party and to the cause and stay there, then we have a problem. In fact, Vernon Manga said to me that he called President Hakain and said, but you told me that every polling station has two polling agents, and each one was given 200 kwacha for lunch, but I've been to 20, and only 10 of them are polling agents. What's happening? And mm. as the president mm. said, you need to do a post-mortem of the election and see exactly where you went wrong as the UPNT. 2016, the PF won by less than 100,000 100, votes. I mean, if they, wa- if they won. If they won. If they won, because we know what happened when the UPNT wanted to petition that election and what happened with the Constitutional Court. Now, this is one thing that we have to look into for serious Zambians who want change right now. Yes. That the UPND Alliance 
need to mobilize resources, make sure that they have everything in place, they're organized, and not assume that already the election is won, when victory hasn't been won yet. It is true that the Electoral Commission of Zambia needs to do more for, to gain the confidence of the Zambian people. Because just mm-hmm. look at, for example, the voter register. There was an outcry why they wanted to bring in a whole new voter register. The Zambian people from all different walks of life, NGOs, opposition parties, different Zambians, they said, no, there is no way we should start doing a whole new voter register now. Mm-hmm. They did not listen. So yes, the issue that the Electoral Commission of Zambia has been a problem, and it can potentially be worse if the UPND alliance is not alleged. Yeah, the UPND alliance. Uh, allow Chairman, uh, Chairman Yudis Musonga to come in here. Uh, he's Chairman of North America. He's going to fire all of us if we uh, uh, don't allow him to, to come. So please, uh, um, Jay, allow uh, 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 Willis to, to to, to, to come in. Uh, so, so I'm not sure if you want to jump in or we just go straight to the, our, our, our next point. Uh, it's very, very yeah. chilling. It's very, very chilling right now where we are going to be. If we allow Mr. Lungu to come into, uh, to stay in power. Go ahead, Wakasonso, then we allow yeah. someone to yeah, come yeah. in. Yeah, in, in Zambia, in Zambia, we are an import-based economy. Uh, we import the clothes we wear, uh, and sometimes even the food we eat. Uh, you know, we are an import-based economy. And we have to also uh, take squarely a look at the money. Yes, how bad can things be uh, if Mr. Lungu is allowed uh, to continue as president? Well, he forces himself on us. Yeah, he forces himself on us. The country will be totally dysfunctional from the business perspective. Uh, the same report that I was uh, I quoted earlier says that credit to the private sector moderated to 8.5% in December year on year from 18.8% in September. You see, you are looking at a very short period of time of nine months, and there was a drastic decline in terms of the capacity for businesses to find money to conduct business within the economy. And where does that come from? It comes from the fact that Mr. Lungu and his administration have failed to handle the money of the country, have failed to handle the money of the country. Uh, they, they, they cannot raise money on the global financial market because their loans are in default. So they are locked out. So the, 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 the items, the commodities will not just be expensive, but there will just be dramatic shortages of critical things that people need in the country because but run out of their options within the financial world. What they did was to go and borrow from China, and then they come here to Washington uh, to expect America to pay for them through the IMF and the World Bank. And they have been stuck on that score because they have never been able to secure money. For example, here in the United States, the United States government goes to borrow lots of dollars from China. Not that they can't print their dollars and make it. They, they take that chunk of money out of the Chinese economy so they can control the growth of the Chinese economy and use that money in other ventures around the world. Now, if they are trying to take dollars out of the Chinese economy and they are trying to control that economy, who are you that they are going to give you money to put that money back into China and pay them for those loans? So what, what, what we have had is an idiosyncratic regime that has run 
things in a totally unwise way that the country at this stage we are talking about is stuck. The economy is in the ICU. So the country cannot survive five more years of room. If there was honor in that man's day, he should have just resigned and or changed leadership within the PF. The change of faces for the government will give us the opportunity to go into the financial markets and the global economy and recreate or re- reset those relationships, renegotiate some of the loans, and it will also give us a good opportunity to audit them. How did they enter government so poor? And today they are very rich and buying helicopters all over the all, all, all over the world. We are going to find out where they re, they got that money from because they went and conduct contracted debt and used it on themselves, and then give the country some monument to show for it. And that is not the way to run a country. They had no strategy. They had no vision. Mr. Lungu said he wanted to continue what Sata was doing. But what he started doing is not what Sata was doing. There wasn't rampant corruption in Sata's regime, in Sata's three years in power. There wasn't those uh, uh, deal-based loans, deal-based loans uh, as the, the primary and basis and function of the government. The president was not an inspector of Chinese construction uh, projects. The president governed the whole nation as one unitary state. There is going to be uh, more tribalism, more segregation, and there's going to be uh, a pain will actually trickle up. The, the people, even the people in the grave, will protest against this government if they are going uh, even, another five years. Oh, my goodness. Even people in the, in the grave will, 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 will protest. What was we'll it? Another five years of Mr. Lungu, as someone said, is going to be a suicide. Simon Mutonda, I'll go to, to the next one. I had four items we were supposed to uh, discuss, but it's not going to happen. So we'll just look at two. And if we start, we need to start Simon Mutonda, like you heard the Aaron say here. And number one, we need the resources. Will you be in this? We cannot just say, oh, I want somebody to flag with a copper belt, we are winning, or oh, it's given. We need to do, to do something. Anyway, let's go to, uh, to corruption. Uh, the question uh, is to be on corruption. Chairman Mutoni, even with the fear, even with the fear of an election, Mr. Lungu has not shown any concern under whatsoever to fight corruption. And then, imagine how the country will be. Go ahead. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, but go ahead. We'll try. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Katsonso has really hit the nail. Uh, this is what I was, I mean, I, I didn't My disappointment to our own and our fellow family is uh, the people's family. Why does it take the worst scenario all the time for us to react? Uh, it's not that some of us are, are politicians and are heralding this or I but the truth of the matter really is our country, like the person says, is in the ICU. 
why does it take so long for our policies to really work? Only look at all the scandals that are going to really does Mr. Rumi even work? Chairman, is there any, something you can do about the battles? The point you are bringing are very, very critical here, uh, but we are meeting them in the in the noise. Uh, I have another phone, but it's not. Uh, no, I don't think it's on my own. Okay. Um, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Anyone else that meets you, we will see where that noise is coming. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I just turned off my other phone. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just the attitude of Zambians, really. Why are we doing this? Look at the scandals that Mr. Lugu is doing, the, uh, the patriotic government. Look oh, at, uh, yeah, just uh, there two days ago, we were talking about another part of drugs. Oh, it comes again. Okay. Yeah, we'll... Go ahead. Mute all the other lines except here, I'm and Roger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's better. So, even when it comes to elections, really, the UPND has been uh, in opposition for slightly over 20 years now. And, you know, it's never easy uh, to be in opposition. We are fighting a giant, the Patriotic Front, just like we fought uh, the MMD under Rukia Banda. It's, it's a tough game. It's a financial game. It's, it's really uh, a backbreaker. Uh, but, you know, there should be a time in our country when people should really uh, see good for what it is and bad for what it is. This is what is missing in Zambia. I don't know if it's the level of education, you know, where people, I mean, this hunger we are talking about, you and me and all the panelists that are here, it does not even affect us. I'm sorry to say that. We, 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 we have jobs. At least we have the dollar. We can, we can buy what we want. The, the, the people of Zambia are the ones that are really suffering. But how is it that the same people that it affects don't really react until the worst comes to the worst? This is my disability. The rigging that we are talking about. Really, elections are rigged by people. You know, people know people who rig. Why do we allow this? Mm. So for me, they, it, it has to be a lot of civic education. Right now, there's a window of change in Zambia. I want to believe. And I don't want to be wrong because even in 2016, I, 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 I said that and I, I, I felt bad that we lost. But from what I'm seeing now, the people are real. The, the people, the game is on to the people. It's up to them to change. It, they can elect Mr. Lungu after being given Ichitengen and Akajirijiri, or just choose something different. And when I say something different, so of course I'm talking about Akainde. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see anybody, Roger, that can offer a motivation. Honestly, nobody is ready at this moment. The ready that are kind of This is not a question. It must be given that chance. And the people of Zambia need to do more. I don't know how we are going to inculcate this in the minds of the same people that are suffering. Because that, that little vote, that paper, uh, yeah. the vote that they have, yeah. is so cardinal, very important. What are we yeah. going to do? Because year in, year out, they keep making the same mistake. At one time, one, one of my friends actually said, in the you can say, you know, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. You can imagine someone who's on the, uh, how 
even after living in so beautiful countries, we see homeland is Pamutima. Aaron, same question. With the threat of an election ahead of him, Mr. Lungu didn't show any concern under whatsoever to fight corruption. Take me where your imagination wants to take us when we allow him to go ahead another five years. Well, um, I have to say that the worst record for Mr. Lungu is his failure to fight corruption. And unfortunately for him, all the corruption allegations are tied to state house. Think of anything. Think of Mukula tree, for example. Think of anything that is... I I showed you there. Yeah, the things that, we, that we've heard about, the Fort Aid houses and all that, all corruption allegations, it's either the pointing to state house or even to the daughter of the president. That is unfortunate for him, and he has not shown any political will to fight corruption. In 2019, in December, I was fortunate enough to sit down with President Haka in the house for about two hours. And I said two things to the president. I said, going into the election in 2021, president, please do two things. Number one, you need to master the art of repetition. In politics, in politics, repetition is everything. Look at what Mr. Sata did before the 2011 election. He sang the same song over and over again. Mr. Sata was telling us two things, if I recall. Rupia Banda is corrupt. And secondly, Rupia Banda is... um, is a tribalist. When he was in foreign service, he created a family tree. That was the song that Mr. Sata sang over and over again, and it sunk in with the Zambian people. And they said, yes, this man is corrupt. So I told the president, sit, sing this song over and over. Show the Zambian people. There will be many things that will happen between now, December 2019, and August 2021. But don't hesitate to go back and sing the same song. Walk the Zambian people through the 42 fire tenders, the 48 houses, all the corruption allegations against the head of state. Because what that does is that it begins to make sense to some of the Zambians. People learn slowly, you know. Mm. It take time to get them to understand what's going on. Secondly, I said to the president, and unfortunately, Mowita now is not here, but he was asked this question. I said to the president, the PF is desperate, and they are losing popularity by day because of all these corruption allegations. So it would do the UPND well if you can bring the eyes of the international community on Zambia during the elections. So engage Al Jazeera, like one of the contributors said when Mwita was here. Engage BBC Africa, Al Jazeera. Do all, use all these international platforms and explain to the Zambians what's happening. Unfortunately... I think that we have not done much, especially in the diaspora. We have a clear shot at embarrassing President Lungu with the case of the eligibility in the Constitutional Court. If we can engage the international community, France 24, they have a program called Eye on Africa. Um, Al Jazeera, they have talked to Al Jazeera. If you can bring John Sango, for example, or any of the lawyers from Osaka to talk about the eligibility, people begin to see, look at what's happening. I told the president to do that because not long before that, we heard about the gassing of innocent citizens. Right, 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 right. And then I said, you see, if you have the international community involved, the PF might be restrained in coming up with some of the schemes that could be worse or that could disadvantage the opposition. So I think that those two things are very critical.
Very, very true. The song sing about corruption and reminding the Zambian people about what's been happening the last few years. It needs to be done, either by the president himself, by the presidential aide, by anyone in the UPND. Zambians should be reminded. Because right now, people are getting excited. You know, it's an election. Yeah, yeah, and some yeah, people yeah. may even forget what happened just last month. Yes, yes. So yes. if you do not repeat some of these things to indict the PF for what has gone wrong in terms of corruption, then you won't have a chance. But let me say this. My father, unfortunately, my late father, I hope he's not right, but he used to say to me that the way you see President Lung, these people These people are difficult if you're not careful. And I want to believe that President Lungu is up to something. But the UPND alliance and the people of Zambia should force him to accept defeat if he, if he gets defeated on August 12th. Because I can guarantee you that, like I said before, President Lungu is a student of Museveni's politics. If President Lungu is allowed to run in this election and wins, let me predict here on this show, you can play this five, ten years afterwards, President Lungu will bring back a more retrogressive bill than Bill 10, and you remove term limits. Yes. Yes. If you were in Zambia, if you were in yes. Zambia today, in fact, I was there last month, if you were in Zambia today, you're going to hear some of the cadres say ECO 2021 and beyond. What does that mean? What does that mean, ECO 2021 and beyond? President Lungu will bring back a worse bill than Bill 10, and President Lungu will remove constitutional uh, term limits for the president. In 2026, do not be surprised to see him on the ballot again. So the Zambian people need to be alerted to these realities. This is why, Aaron, we are going to be doing a one hour, I, I think, on this guitar. every day. We, we, we are still discussing the, 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 the time. Because the reputation, the reputation is everything. Reputation is everything. If we don't repeat, uh, people are going to forget. Yes, yes, my daughter, go ahead. Uh, yes, you, are, uh, you are on fire. If, if you are here, uh, <laughs> I just uh, want to say something. You are here, you also want to chime in, but you can't come on the screen. Just raise your hand, we'll see, and we'll allow you in. Mama Sarah, go, go ahead. Yes, Maroja. Yeah, Aaron is raising a very uh, valid point. <laughs> and also, even Ramsonda. Ramsonda, I think he. He feels the way I feel, like you even, you're even hurting, you know. I can say about uh, co- corruption, um, you know, corruption is everywhere. Even yeah. our people in UPND, they are funny characters in UPND too. Some people, you know, this is the thing of people, they don't look at the future. They don't want to leave a, a good legacy for our land. We are doing this for our grandchildren. We are doing this for our children. You know, but the people have their own stomach. That's why we are, we, we are not wealthy as Africans. Because mm, we look at true. the short term, you know, yeah, always looking yeah. at the short term. You don't want to leave a legacy. You are always looking at... I like that. Talking about that, you know, 2016, I myself, I was supposed to stand as a, a counselor in the Kanini Ward in Indola. Okay, by then I had shifted to go to Kitwe. I don't want to make it long. But when I started doing that, the, the people of uh, UPNT, they called me and said, Sarah, what ground that we can have to Kitwe? They've just noticed that you stay in Kitwe, but your house is in Kanini. So they are saying, so we want to put somebody who's in Hillcrest there. 
the one who is in, on the ward. Then I said, quite all right, it's fine, you know, and we went ahead. But I've moved from Kitwe to, um, to Ndola to go and vote. Do you know what happened? The UPND, HH is a good man. HH uses money to give people, to, to give a polling agent to be there, but people were eating the money, okay? Get it right. They, those who are not eating, they would get their children who don't even know anything, who have no, you know, no basis for UPNG or the country. They put them as polling agents. You know what I mean? So yeah. corruption, it's everywhere, but people should just be, have their integrity and discipline to do the right thing. Mm. This is mm. what is costing even Lungu because this is... This is a man that we know that he 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 he, he saw. I don't know if he saw or whatever that last even you know his certificate was uh, removed from him. But we ended up giving him his uh, presidency. Why, as a Zambian? Because in other countries, say, with that background, you can't give somebody. Yeah, that, uh, that's true. Angofi, that's you know? true. That's true. So it's us to blame. The other people that I blame is the educated. These people who, are, who have the basket, the trolley in shop, right? Showing off that them, they are able to put uh, into shop, right? Trolley. The other one is carrying a basket. I mean, a basket. These are the people that I blame. But I'm critics chair. I'm chair critics. Oh, I'm not a politician. Me, I don't deal in politics. There are some groups where I've moved myself. I've said, no, I'm not about politics. Me, I'm out. How not let them politics? What's your problem? The environment, if it's not good, your living is done, you know? But why are you not so, talking about politics? Yeah. Let, 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 let me do a follow-up to what Aaron uh, said here. And uh, I would like your chairman also. Panono, the issue of Lungu, uh, Lungu, for that to pay, corruption, it's fingy. But our groups, chairman Sonda, are all over the place. We are not seeing the discipline. What are the five things we can pick and stay with these things? Whether be Buma groups or be outside, very, very quickly. And then like we we'll conclude uh, on, on this yeah. issue we've been looking at, the issue of corruption beyond five years, if we give him uh, that gift. Very quickly, Bamson. Roger, Aaron, uh, my own brother, really hammered the head on the head. Messages. Uh, as, as UPND for real, maybe it's because of uh, election fatigue that we have moved from one election to another that our message has been, we, we, we've been facing maybe multiple opponents or different opponents at, uh, at different times. But mm. that is a very, very, very important point. Mr. Lungu is corrupt. Uh, Mr. Lungu is presiding overseas. If we can really hammer that from today until election day, I think it will change. Like Aaron said, the more you stress, uh, yes. even the most point becomes, we have to do that. As, as, as UPND really, uh, I, I, I wish Mouita now and Anthony could even hear this and uh, all those that are involved in, in, in the... In we, we, need, we need to bring everyone and say, we need to be on the yes. same. So we, 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 we have so much. Yeah.
have done everything possible. We have faced the financial giant here. Now it's messaging. Let it be engraved in the people's minds. That, that's what I see. Thank okay, you. So, so, yeah, well, well, well said. And we will be pushing you, Chairman Msonda, to make sure I think we'll stay on, on, on message. Like I said, so still in the question of, uh, of corruption, we asked here yeah, a question I asked to, um, uh, to Aaron. With the fear of an election, the man giving so much content as far as the corruption is concerned. Give us a scenario. Give us a scenario how corruption will affect our our infrastructure. Remember what it does. Okay. After five years, number corruption, number proper. I provided to pay for any tea, any fishara, Check your sound. Check your sound. It's very noisy. It's you have another device on, you need to turn it off. Okay. So, so give us a scenario. Another, another five years, how our hospitals are going to look. Because, uh, like you said, no new money is going to come in. How our roads in Maranda infrastructure, infrastructure, the effect of, 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 of corruption, the schools, they are under, right now I'm a teacher's tower for no teachers. Give us a scenario as we, as, as we end uh, on, the, on that note. Oh, um, the, the thing that we have to think about is, uh, as, you know, reflecting on the conditions that will be there in the hospital. I want to remind you of just one thing quickly. They burned the PF, they burned the market. And then, and then they went and bought fire trucks for a million dollars a piece that were worth 250,000. That is the epitome of corrupting the entire financial system of the country. So that is the trajectory that will come. Everything will have to be done the way things were done in Mobutu Sesseko's regime in Zaire. In Zaire. Yeah, so, and we are going to have a replica of uh, Zimbabwe. Those loans that they have defaulted on, they carry financial sanctions from the global economy. They will not be able to go and buy Panadol abroad to bring it in the country. We don't make Panadol in Zambia. They will not be able to bring the supplies that they need in the hospital, in the country. And, you know, he, Mr. Lungu said them, I, I call it a term, Mr. Lungu said them, it's going to be more painful for the people of Zambia. And the people of Zambia, shouldn't even have any place in, our, in, in, in that office where he is. And the people of Zambia, the country has to move forward from the, that type of failure. We can do better as Zambia. That's what we must do. That's what we must tell our relatives, fund our friends who are standing for MPs, and support them. I, I would like also to appeal to members who are in the diaspora to adopt specific people and members of parliament to send the right people to go and argue and debate for a better country. What we have heard in the last 10 years is, is a dark cloud on their country. Sunshine is coming, and the brighter day will be there. Zambia can do better. 
This is what you are going to be having on a good, daily good, basis. Good, 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 good. This is what you are going to be having on a daily basis. We'll give you uh, the, the time, Nathan and I will, 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 will discuss. These things we need to hammer, like uh, Aaron, like, like you have said. We need to hammer my one hour every day. The, yeah. the dark cloud has to go beyond our, our, our country. Aaron, you wanted to say something, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Because I've run out of time. We are going to look at the next question uh, probably tomorrow or Monday. Does Mr. Lungu has even got interest to rule in our country? Does he have interest? This man, I don't know. I don't very pity. You're on mute. You're on mute, Aaron. You're on mute. You're on mute. Sorry about that. I was going to add in 30 seconds. The Republican Constitution we have now, as amended in 2016, provides that the next Republican president be elected by 50 plus one votes. Now, this is not simple majority. If it's simple majority, we knew it was going to be walkover, long would be gone. So that means the UPND Alliance has um, asked a, mount, a mounting task to make sure that they get 50 plus one in the first round of elections. If we do not, or the UPND Alliance does not secure 50 plus one in the first round of elections, it will be very tricky in the runoff because these guys will be so desperate to do everything they can to yes. turn yes. back to power. So 50 plus one will be needed for the UPND to form government after August 12th. Okay. And I hope that the people can work with the UPND and bring about that change. You are a wonderful uh, strategist. Uh, Chairman Sonda has been listening to what you are saying. Uh, he, he, needs, he needs you uh, badly alone. And I hope you'll be available, my, my brother, Rachel, here. We need to find time where we can hammer uh, uh, the, the, the PF and bad governance. Nathan, 30 seconds. Uh, we, we used to tell Vakaunda we can't eat peace and stability. I also remind my friends in Zambia, you're not going to eat flyover bridges. <laughs> well said. <laughs> <laughs> Join us at the Block of Radio. We'll be back uh, very, very soon. We'll be announcing a new, a, a new, a new schedule. But, uh, we are here every Saturday starting from uh, 8 my time, which is 10 Eastern. Uh, but uh, please join us. Mama, we, we, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just want to tell Olungu to go. Let him punch and I go. like that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us until uh, next day. Oh, Thank you so it much. was so wonderful seeing you guys. <laughs> Welcome. Hey. <laughs> Police,